I want to thank you all very much for coming, and uh, I'm glad to see that so many people have my back, <laughs> so to speak. Um, it's true I'm going through a little difficulty. Although, on the one hand, I read the New York Times every day, so I see what the scale of human suffering is. <laughs> and it's uh, un- unbelievable and, uh, what people are going through, so I, I don't feel... So far, I've had a roof over my head, you know. In my imagination, I imagine myself down the road with no place to go, but so far... <laughs> That's just in the imagination. Um, And on the other hand, um, uh, I saw what Prabhupada went through. You know, if if there was ever a person with obstacles, you know, who who had... who had twice been given the order to preach in the West, basically, was his first and his final order from his spiritual master. And, uh, you know, when I was uh, writing this book about Srila Prabhupada, uh, and I ended up reading through almost all the issues of the Harmonist the magazine, Bhakti Siddhanta, the English language magazine from 1927 to 1936. I got a sense of what the Gaudiya Mutt was like when it was healthy. And it was amazing. And just with huge vigor expanded very quickly all over, all over India. But its focus goal was spreading beyond India. When I had heard that Prabhupada had been told by his spiritual master to preach in English or to go to the West, I had no idea that that was the focus of a whole mission. And they, they, had, they had tried, you know, in 1933, they, they, had, they had sent three preachers to England to open a temple. And there was the concerted effort of the whole Gaudiya Mat behind it. And they had a book to take with them, an English language book. And uh, uh, projected three volumes. You wonder where Prabhupada's three volumes of the Bhagavatam came from? This is the model. When they went, they were going to have a three-volume book called Sri Krishna Chaitanya, English language book. Uh, and they actually delayed their travels, their departure, until they had the first volume in hand. And the second volume uh, was written but never published, and the third volume, as far as I can see, was never written. But they had the first volume. And Shraddha managed to find it through inner library loan, so I got the original, you know. And I was amazed because here was something that was printed in Madras in 1933. And the paper was first class. And really, it held up. The bind- It was still the same binding. Uh, and it was written in a very elevated. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati didn't write it. Uh, Nishikant Sanyal Narayandas, his disciple, who was a professor of history at Ravenshaw College, an English language college in Orissa who was his right-hand man for English-language preaching, uh, he wrote it, and it was really a very elevated kind of English. Uh, and it was called Sri Krishna Chaitanya. And it was impeccably... I couldn't find one typo in the whole thing. you know. And the first thing I thought of is Prabhupada's books. 
because because the, the first time I read the first canto of Bhagavatam uh, uh, was when I moved in the temple because w- what was available being printed was the second canto little books of one one chapter at a time so I saw the, f- the first canto you had to move into the temple because they were the original ones that Prabhupada brought and I started to read them and it was very cheap paper very very cheap the binding was already falling apart the paper was starting to crumble and when I read it, it, it it's not the English that you now read Prabhupada's books in it was in the kind of English that Indians speak to each other They're sometimes called Babu English uh, 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 and, and the punctuation was irregular uh, and, and, and there were lots of typos lots and lots of typos because I knew what happened Prabhupada was doing it all by himself see when in 1933 there was the whole resources of the Gaudiya Mat and somehow or other they got this book printed in, in, in Madras and they must have spent a fortune on the paper and on the binding and very careful editing because they were thinking we're going to go to England and we want to impress everybody you know so they wanted to be perfect but when Prabhupada did it, it was he just did the best he could all by himself because the Gaudiya Mat had stopped. Its big effort to go forward it collapsed. The Gaudiya Mat fell apart. Uh, and, and but it was it was really had a lot of resources and a, a, a big effort. But then there was fighting with each other. It was. And then when Bhakti Siddhanta left, they didn't cooperate. The cooperation became even worse because you can read in the harmonists where they're trying to like get everybody to work together and not compete uh, to everybody's detriment. Uh, so when Prabhupada started again, uh, it was really just where they left off. But thirty years had passed. And those 30 years for Prabhupada were very difficult years. Uh, first of all, he saw the whole thing fall apart. People fight with each other. Big lawsuits, money being spent on lawyers, not on, on preaching. But he had the order to do it, and he, and he did it. Uh, he used whatever resources he had. But he really modeled everything on what Bhakti Siddhanta had done. So he was going to go with three volumes of books, and he did. And by the way, those original volumes are great to read because even though they're irregular in some ways, Prabhupada's voice really, really comes through. Uh, uh, when the English has been cleaned up in the volumes we have, you lose something, actually. Uh, but his voice, and it, you can really feel his sense of urgency. When I think of Prabhupada doing that all by himself, uh, and he didn't have any money, and he was going back and forth between Vrindavan and, 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 and New Delhi and trying to raise the money. And, and he talks about his, his, what he was doing in the, uh, uh, in the second volume, the, the, uh, his little preface to the second volume, which has not been repeated. That, he, that he's going to the paper sellers and going to the book printers and, you know, doing all this, all the grunt work for the, all by himself, no assistance, anything like that, you know. Uh, because his spiritual master wanted it and he was going to do it. Uh, and we know he didn't come over in any style, you know. When the, in 1933, when they went to England, at least they were on a regular liner. <laughs> Ocean liner. He was on a you know cargo ship, and I keep thinking you know why did Prabhupada go through so much difficulty? And and it's, it's Krishna, of course. I mean, I mean, what his plans are is way over our pay grade. I mean, which is like we can't we can't possibly comprehend 
how many things he's doing at once but whatever he's doing it. Although Prabhupada did remark when he finally took sannyasa and he went, he went to Vrindavan, one of the first things that happened, he got cored by a, by a bull or a cow. You know, they wander in the streets and he got gored and he got fairly seriously hurt. And uh, he said one time, when it happened, I accepted that it was Krishna's mercy. But I couldn't understand how it was Krishna's mercy. <laughs> and then he said, he paused, he said, later I understood. Now, I've told this story to people. Did he say what it was? <laughs> but he, he didn't. <laughs> But he said later he understood. Uh, so I assume that later we will understand, at least more than we do now. But one thing that was really clear to me, I mean, Prabhupada, was, you know, 30 years passed before he could go, but he came at exactly the right time. So maybe, you know, Krishna had to keep him on ice for a while. <laughs> You know, he came at exactly... So my, my, the lesson I learned, Krishna is in charge of timing. <laughs> he says he's time, and, and, and so he just made that arrangement when, when, when Prabhupada came. And by the way, the Gaudiya Mod wasn't idle. There were preachers still coming to the West. Even Ban Maharaj, the, the person that was first went to London... In 1972, he was in Canada, and, and and he was had a cultured presentation for educated people. He would go to universities and give a written lecture to academic people, and he continued to do that. But uh, Prabhupada came, and he didn't go for the academics. And he, and he ended up with people that, that you know, I, I know that if, having met some of many of Prabhupada's godbrothers, the, the people that, that started to follow Prabhupada, they would have taken one look and walked away. I know that. Because the, they, when, when Prabhupada finally came back to India with his disciples, they were saying bad things about us. Uh, because I remember once in Mayapur, I, I, walking along the road, the first Purakama, and we see a, oh, there's a Hare Krishna temple there, you know, already, along the road. We go inside and offer obeisance to the deities, and we see a sannyasi sitting there, and he beckons me over, sits me down next to him, and there's people, and he's speaking in Bengali, which I, of course, I don't understand, and pointing at me, and so, and there were some other devotees with me, all of us from America, you know. And figured, oh, this must be glorifying Srila Prabhupada, what he's done. And then later we heard, don't go in those temples. Because what they're saying is, these are my Western disciples. <laughs> That's what they were saying, you know. And then, then a number of years later, one of the the, the pilgrimages. I'll just tell you Prabhupada stories, <laughs> but but uh, at that time the the, the What's the Lotus Building had was built enough for Prabhupada to have a room. I don't think the roof was finished yet, but Prabhupada was in a room there, and I was with I was in a in a room in the, what they call the Long Building, uh, and there was about eight or ten temple presidents staying together, you know, stacked up four high in the bunk beds and like that. So I was getting ready for bed, and somebody comes running across and wants to speak to me. Said Prabhupada wants to speak to me. I said, what? You know. I, couldn't imagine what it was about. You know, I had to get dressed again, uh, and I came across, and the whole the whole Lotus Building was dark, but I could see Prabhupada's light was on. So, so I co I come in, and I uh, offer obeisances, and I see Prabhupada's behind his desk, and over there are I can't remember whether it's two or three 
who I recognize as his god brothers, sannyasis, Gaudiamat sannyasis, his god brothers. So I offer obeisance to Prabhupada. I say, yes, Srila Prabhupada. And he beckons me over to his desk. And then he says to me, so what are you writing your doctoral dissertation on? <laughs> and I thought, what does he want to know that for at this time of the night, you know? So I had already submitted a proposal when I didn't get accepted, but I said, well, it's, it's to show Srila Prabhupada the, the, the historical, uh, the spiritual, historical, economic, political, and social uh, necessity of Krishna consciousness. And Prabhupada said, ah, all around necessity. I said, yes, Srila Prabhupada. Very good. He says, thank you very much. I offered obeisance and I laughed and I thought, what was that about, you know? I was puzzled for years and then one day I realized that, that what his godbrothers were saying about Prabhupada, yeah, he may have gone to the West and made disciples, but they are all drug-addicted hippies. So he calls me in there, what are you writing your doctoral dissertation on, you know? Just to, you know, so like that. Of course, they are thinking you couldn't both be a graduate student and a drug-addicted hippie at the same time. But that's a, <laughs> a little naive about that, but <laughs> some of us managed for a while. But <laughs> uh, but 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 they wouldn't they wouldn't have really have paid attention. Prabhupada. He saw this is who Krishna sent, and he just did it. You know, it was like kind of amazing uh, that 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 all all, the, all this had happened. So that's so why I say Krishna's in charge of timing. Prabhupada came at the right moment. I, I would think, what if Prabhupada came in, in 1952 instead of or, or 60, you know 54 or something like that? What, what did he come? He came in 65. So you say it's 55. You know, what what happened? No, so it was, just, it was just perfect. So Krishna's in charge of timing. And, and I, 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 whatever I'm going through, as I said, it's not that much on the scale of human suffering. Uh, although, it, you know, it's difficult to go through. Much harder when you're old, uh, actually, than when you're young, which makes, again, appreciate what Prabhupada did. Because, because I realized, you know, now I'm in the same age Prabhupada was when he came to America. So that's like, wow. Uh, so, um, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, uh, Krishna has, has something in mind and probably serving several things at once and teaching me to surrender more and, uh, and just see, see what he wants. I do have plans. I do want to take uh, that Cure of Souls lecture and turn it into a book. That's my, my first book project. But I'm, I'm still working on stuff, you know. Um, uh, 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 and the reason the, G the GBC basically, when they get a hold of somebody, you know, in a they don't like to let go. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was when I wrote the, 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 that little book about Srila Prabhupada's position uh, that I was able to say, well, you know, if you like that, there's more where that came from if you just let me loose. And, uh, uh, and so... And this, this opportunity, I, I just finished. Vaisheshika Prabhu is writing a, 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 in the middle of a book now on, on book distribution. And I very much appreciate what he's doing. Very, very much. I told him, he came to Philadelphia a few years ago. I said, you know, you revived my faith in book distribution because I lived through the age of, some people have called Piganomics, you know, and... and, and uh, and he really, really sees book distribution as tied in this closely with sadhana as a spiritual exercise. And, and uh, I talked to him about it. Then they asked me to write write a foreword for the book, which I was really happy to do, especially since one time the BBT had me nailed as someone who was against book distribution. Uh, just, just that alone was enough to make me want to write the book. But I appreciated what he wanted to do, and so uh, I'm, I, 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 I wrote the foreword, which is I just found out today they liked it so much that it's going to be the introduction instead of the foreword. You know, they're going to make it the introduction, 
and Vaisheshika is still working on it. And I've, I've actually, they sent me some, so I could write the, the, the forward, they sent me some chapters that are in the, you know, final stages of editing, and I couldn't help myself. I started, like, <laughs> adding a few <laughs> suggestions. So now I'm not, like, one of the, doing some editors uh, for, uh, for the, the same thing with Keshava Bharti and, and, uh, and Kaishori are all working on this thing, so... I'm 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 doing some service, <laughs> not not entirely idle, and and then I'm supposed to be working on another uh, article for the ISKCON Journal of Vaishnava Studies, because because the other thing that that that, that I really really want to do, to to me, the 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 capstone of Prabhupada's work is the Temple of the Vedic Planetarium. When I was researching that book on Srila Prabhupada, I could understand what that temple is for. I mean, we were all kind of puzzled by it. Prabhupada wanted, we were going to do it, we weren't against it, you know. But what, what did he have in mind? And then, then when, when, when understanding more about how the Gaudiya Mat was working, I saw the model was there. Because the Gaudiya Mat there was very important to them that there be a there was a parent temple, which is the Sri Chaitanya Mat in in Mayapur, uh, uh, and all the other temples were its expansions, and they gave theological reasons for it. You would say philosophical to this come, but theological reasons that that Mayapur is not just the center, the parent temple, because that's where Lord Chaitanya appeared, it's the descended spiritual world. That in the spiritual world, you know, Swedadweep, where Lord Chaitanya's pastimes, they're eternally part of Krishna's Leela. Krishna's always acting as his own devotee to, to relish that position. And he expands in that leela, as, 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 and you know, Lord Balaram expands as Nityananda, and they all are being devotees. I mean, it's a kind of amazing thing what Lord Chaitanya is teaching us that being a devotee is so wonderful that Krishna Himself wants to do it. He likes it better than being God, and that's really something, huh? So that that's that that that's that's what's that's what's uh, there and then that whole realm descends as this when Krishna comes Vrindavan descends and is shown here what's going on in the spiritual world so in that same after Vrindavan comes Lord Chaitanya and his whole realm uh, descends so that we can have access to Vrindavan otherwise as it says in Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, the, uh, Krishna appeared and, and brought with him the storehouse of love of God, but it was locked. But when Lord Chaitanya and his associates, ch- associates chanted and danced, they unlocked the storehouse and spread the contents to everywhere. So that, and of course, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's this anxiety that Lord Chaitanya has that I'm, he's a gardener and he's planting this tree, and the tr- the fruit of the tree is Krishna Prema. And that the harvest is coming, and who will help me bring in this fruit? It's going to spread all over the world, and I'm one person. Who will help me? And that's what we are doing in the Hare Krishna movement. That's why Prabhupada came to the West. It was supposed to spread all over the world. That's when it happened, at the right time in the right place. And so, and so when Prabhupada came. He took the template for ISKCON, what his spiritual master has done, and duplicated it. So they, they had that central temple, uh, the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Mayapur, which was a teaching temple. If you go to that temple, it has it's a kind of octa, it's an octagon. You go around the Prikama, Bhakti Siddhanta, or in the in the in the in the in the, in the harmonist, they refer to it as a, as a gigantic temple. But by our standards, it's pretty small because we're Americans. <laughs> we took gigantic. Well, you see what's there. <laughs> but anyway, it's there, 
and it's a teaching temple because you go around and they're the four founder acharyas for the Kali Yuga uh, their murti is there there, there's Madhvacharya and if you look his murti is there and then to the side in his little shrine is Brahma that's the Brahma Sampradaya and so it goes on with, with all of them there's, uh, there's uh, Ramanujacharya and there's Lakshmi and so the four Sampradayas are there and what is it teaching? that Lord Chaitanya's Achincha Beda Beda Tattva synthesizes the, their teachings takes something from each of them and, and, and summarizes it and, and fulfills it as this Achincha Beda Beda Tattva so it's a teaching temple so Prabhupada's done the same thing he made a teaching temple out of the temple of the Vedic planetarium which shows the path back to Godhead so you go to any ISKCON temple there's, a, there's Prabhupada on a Vyasasana so, I, I, so there's a structure of ISKCON the structure of ISKCON is and of course by the way they make the point in the harmonist that the parent temple uh, they're, they're talking about their, their big marble temple in, 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 in uh, Calcutta yeah. the, 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 the Gaudiya Mat in Calcutta which was the big center, their headquarters for world preaching was in Calcutta that's how they built that big marble temple but they make the point that that Calcutta temple is the extension of the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Mayapur into what they call the modern urban environment. <laughs> Those are their words, the modern urban environment. This is Calcutta in 1930, right? Uh, uh, so, so Prabhupada, the same thing. This is the temple in Mayapur, uh, and, and when you... All the all these other temples are really its its extensions, and so I think of every temple in Iskon. You go there's Prabhupada sitting on the Vyasasana, there's the de- deities, and that's an entrance under the path back to Godhead. And when you go to Mayapur, as it turns out, that temple is exactly in front of the entrances in front of Srila Prabhupada's Samadhi. While I was on the GBC, we are planning to have it in all kinds of different places. And for various reasons, uh, legal reasons and other, we couldn't do it. And that place, place of land where that temple is was the only place we could le- legally do it. Because the original land that Prabhupada bought, and in a very old deed from those days, or land record in those days, it says on it, Mandir land. <laughs> we just discovered it, you know. Like, well, so that's a sign, right? So, that's where it is. So you, you go to th- these temples, they all take you to Mayapur. And then if you, you look at what that, that temple shows, <laughs> is all the ascent through the universes, through the material world and spiritual world of Krishna Loka. It's like the path back to Godhead, illustrated in buildings. And of course that temple is is also, if, if we have the the... the book Bhagavatam and we have the person Bhagavatam we also have the building Bhagavatam uh, that's what he's showing so this is what, this is Prabhupada's work and it's not complete it's not finished we're still working on this temple they keep shoving I don't know if I'll live to see it even but I, I really want to contribute to that I'm, I'm involved now that's another project I'm doing by the way is is uh, I'm part of the temple, the, the, the executive committee for the temple of the Vedic planetarium, uh, and uh, also maybe involved in uh, setting up uh, a, a cosmological study institute in Mayapur to go along with it. Because I don't think we have to answer all the questions, but we do have to study it and and, and do more do do research. So that's that's what I that. Yeah, that's that's how I f- feel like what I should be doing. Uh, we sh- we should finish this this path back to Godhead. I think Prabhupada's disciples are the ones that should should pull it off again. Krishna's in charge of timing, and who knows what <laughs> what he he wants. Uh, but but 
I myself am personally uh, very, very committed to, to, to this because it was what Prabhupada wanted. Uh, uh, and we do have an opening date for the temple, and then uh, the clock is ticking. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, I'm, you know, part of the things I'm doing is studying the Bhagavatam again. And uh, the, the, the hardest, what Prabhupada puts, you know, and under the center dome is a, a model which weighs 50 metric tons of a model of the universe that is described in the Srimad Bhagavatam. And as everyone famously knows, it's not what we see when we look out in the sky. It's not what the astronauts see when they go up there. They've been to the moon and it's nothing like the moon is described in the Bhagavatam. You know, there's that issue. Uh, which for Prabhupada it was not an issue at all. <laughs> By the way, it was not, not at all disturbed. <laughs> uh, and, so, and what Prabhupada does is take maybe for us the most difficult part of Bhagavatam and put it right in the center, this, this, this fifth canto. Uh, and basically what it is, is the universal form of the Lord. is one form of Krishna, the universal form of the Lord. And in the Bhagavatam, there's five different descriptions. Five different times the universal form is covered. The fifth time is the whole fifth canto. It begins and ends with, this is the universal form of the Lord. It announces the topic, what it's about. This is about the universal form of the gross, in terms of the gross element. That is a form of Krishna. That is a form of Krishna. Uh, 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 and I'm starting to see a way to make sense of it uh, and uh, uh, to derive everything we should know from studying the universe in this way. It's clearly not the way we see it through Maya. But it's, anyway, that's got me really interested. And I want to work on that some more, too. So, I, you know, I, I'm really fired up about the, the, uh, these kind of things, and I'm very interested in doing it. And uh, uh, I, I said I'd like to have a nice, peaceful place to sit and, 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 and work, and there seems to be a little little obstacles in, in getting that, and maybe I can show I can work when it's not nice and peaceful <laughs> and keep on going, you know. The thing that ever the first thing that ever inspired me, I'm just thinking of it today in another context. The first thing that ever inspired me to be a writer was a picture of Ernest Hemingway. Well, I was already inspired to be a writer that, from reading some stuff, but I wanted to be a writer. And then I saw a picture of Ernest Hemingway uh, in Africa at the foothills of Kilimanjaro Mountain. And he's in front of a tent and he's got a little portable typewriter or the closest thing to a portable in those days and typing. And that's when I decided I wanted to learn how to type because I could see that real writers are typing. And so I was uh, going to start the ninth grade. And so I signed up for a typing course so I could learn to be a writer. And as it turned out, I was the only male in the typing course. <laughs> Everyone else was these girls with sort of beehive hairdos and <laughs> chewing gum and wanting to learn how to be secretaries. And the, even the typing book was oriented that we know you ladies like to talk, but you have to keep your bosses company. You know, it was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like pretty horrible actually you know? even then I was a little shocked but it, anyway that's how I learned how to type you know, I was in this <laughs> that typing course because I wanted to be a, be a writer and so I, I, but I think well what do I need to write I think of you know, Hemingway with the tent out there <laughs> so, I hope <laughs> anyway so I'll try to go on under any circumstances I'm so happy I have your support and your blessings, and uh, I'll try to accomplish something, and maybe we can find a situation that's a little more peaceful and settled, and all those other things, and probably not too comfortable to become complacent. <laughs> and thank you all very, very much. I really, really appreciate it because I'm very encouraged. Um, uh, and uh, 
I hope that with your help and your blessings, I can do a whole lot more service to Srila Prabhupada and what he called the fag end of the life. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Srila Prabhupada. So I asked you if there are any questions. <laughs> okay, right? Or comments or No? Okay. Everything is clear. My wife wants me to worry more. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there I go. We have the right division of labor. <laughs> I, I think, I think um, it, it would help if, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not Okay. I just don't want to have to move any more boxes of books. <laughs> How many books I have? Most of those books, you know, some of them are boga books, but most of the books are for different projects I had in mind, you know, uh, to to understand. Of course, some of the things that, you know, one of my, you know, that doctoral dissertation I told Srila Prabhupada about, that was really something I had in mind. And the reason it didn't get, I couldn't get a committee together, you have to get three professors to agree. And one professor said, you know, you can't get in, he said, the problem with this doctor dissertation proposal, it's not a doctoral dissertation, it's a life's work. <laughs> so I was hoping, <laughs> that's why a lot of those books are there, because I'm trying to figure out the historical, anyway, anyway. That one may never get done, but a lot of those things I, I gave courses on, the cure of souls, defeating Mayavad philosophy, those things were all plans for books that instead of, you know, doing the book, I could just give a course, at least for, to get the ideas down and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. yeah. I want to add on to what she brought up. I don't know, it seems like something I'm getting There's a few there's a few more interested, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got the you know, also you have the doctor and it's mm -hmm. solidified itself. So. to me that's most I can see why you know I can sit in here in Philadelphia trying to work on a mop the floor or do this. That's what Prabhupada told me. No, no, uh, you know, uh, the, because because uh, uh, what was it he wanted me to do? And, and I said, but I'm a temple president. No, he told me actually what happened. This was like the very the very first. Um, uh, he wanted me to get a, the PhD. You know, when I when I joined, I was and finished all the coursework, and devotees were telling me to quit. They showed me where Prabhupada had written, the modern educational institutions are the slaughterhouse of the young. I should quit. So I asked the temple president, Diana Brum, would you ask, you know, put it in, should I quit? And then, then, then Prabhupada told me, you know, no, you should finish your doctoral dissertation. The devotees were not at all phased by that. They said, no, no, you should quit. He's just telling you that because you're attached. But I didn't, I kept on going, and at some point I wanted to, you know, I said, what will I do if I, you know, the, the Bhaktivedanta suit started up, should I do, he wanted me to do that, I said, well, I'm a temple president now, he said, no, you, he said, anybody can be temple president. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, wow, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty hard job myself. <laughs> but he, that's what he wanted me to do, you know. So, so um, that's 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 a sort of you know what they call a standing order. Yeah. So when I, the opportunity came, I said, well, maybe this is it, you know. Then there's so many obstacles. But I don't think it's that means it's not it. I just think there has to be some circumstances, or maybe it's the timing. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what it is. Maybe we'll understand. Maybe we won't. We we have we have uh, a lot of stuff from him that's that people are reading. I mean, I do have a, one guy who's working on the whole cosmology thing and who designed the model. Is a devotee named Anta Dweep. Uh, he's not a PhD. He's an MD. Uh, uh, what they call a real doctor. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, he, he's taking all that stuff. And there are other people that are going through and reading. They're, they're ga- gathering all the stuff that Sadaputta hasn't yet published and getting it together. So we, that, that will not go wasted. So the secret writings of Sadaputta? Huh? Not, I don't know if they're secret, but they're the different ideas. And I haven't, I haven't seen it all yet, you know. So that, 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 that's another part of it. Well, I mean, that's why that's why my proposal was originally when I was put in charge of this a few years ago, the Vedic Planetarium Cosmology Project, was uh, was that we should meet. I I didn't think we had to have all the answers, but we had to do the research, and so immediately I I had the idea we should have a a research institution that's affiliated with it, like for example. Uh, one thing that we started doing was uh, we had the Bhagavatam cosmology, but there's every Purana uh, uh, has has a cosmology. Uh, what do they say? Does it disagree with the? You know, you got to know that. I mean, one thing I did learn was how to do research, and you have to be very obsessive compulsive about it and track everything down. You know, uh, and then here's another thing. There, there's the astronomical schools, the people that produce works like Surya Siddhanta, Siddhanta Shiromani, who are concerned with, you know, observing the cosmos, and 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 Bhakti Siddhanta used to do that. Uh, and uh, we, 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 uh, they disagree. There's been a debate. You, you read even in the Surya Siddhanta, which was was translated by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati into the Bengali. Surya Siddhanta has, says toward the end somewhere, those stupid followers of the Puranas, they think the earth is flat. But they're both uh, authorized scripture, schools of thought, the astronomy people and the, and the... So you have to deal with that. Generally, the, the rule of thumb is if the authorities disagree, somehow they're both right, and you've got to find a way to reconcile them. That, that much I know. But we have to. But they've been debating for a thousand years as a record that goes back. We should know that record. That's why you need graduate students. That's what they do. <laughs> they go find it all. And <laughs> Are there other resources that have been going on? Uh, we have, you know, of its own accord. Things started to happen when when I when I started to gather some books for for for, for researching the, the the Vedic cosmology. It was about five years ago, and I was put the GBC put me in charge of the cosmology project. And I had some other people to work with. They um, uh, they we began to collect some books. And then I asked people in Mayapur, can we have a, a room where we can keep our books? Uh, we couldn't. Even a bookcase that's locked, people would not take care of the books or preserve them unless they could use them. 
So we had a problem. We had a library, and nobody in Mayapur would make room for us. Uh, so I was complaining about this to Hari Sari, and he's very, very good at operating in India. And he said, well, you know, we have in Calcutta, we have this house that this couple has given to ISKCON. They live in the top floor, and the rest is for use of ISKCON. Uh, nobody's been using it. It's just been a sort of crash pad for, for Sankirtan devotees and stuff like that. And it's a real mess, and they're very unhappy. Maybe we can take this house called the Gita Bhavan, and turn it into a place where you can put these books. And that's turned into, so our books were there first, and he, you know, got some shelves, nice shelves made, and some climate control, and got some donations, you know. And now it's the Bhaktivedanta Research Center. And then a devotee from, 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 from Sweden named Pranava uh, did... Uh, Actually, I started him. Uh, it was my suggestion that he write a doctoral dissertation on Bhakti Siddhanta because we needed to find out before a lot of non devotees find out <laughs> what the whole story was with Bhakti Siddhanta. He did a doctoral dissertation on Bhakti Siddhanta, and he's very, very good. Yeah, it's published, uh, yeah, about what Bhakti Siddhanta did. Uh, and it's published Oxford University Press, Modern Hindu Personalism, it's called. And it's a study of what Bhakti Siddhanta did. And he's got all the research. And in the course of what he was doing, he managed to get the whole library that used to be the library of Sundarananda Vijayavinod in the Gaudiamat Temple in Calcutta. And in there he's found... Di handwritten diaries of Bhakti Siddhanta that had never been published. We've got a huge research library already, and then that more books are coming. He's hired professional librarians, people who preserve them. Once we started having facility to preserve stuff, people are starting to give us stuff. Uh, he's got it's amazing. So it's sometimes you can see that when Krishna wants something to happen, it happens. Even when we're like you know sitting there sucking our thumbs, you know waiting, what will we do next? <laughs> Somehow, rather. So this this idea of of this research center, and there's there's more stuff. I mean, it's just incredible uh, the the amount of, uh, of of material that's being uh, being gathered. Uh, there, because there's a, there, you know, there's a whole, what happened in the Gaudiya Mat, what was going on before that, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he really, you know, ruffled a lot of feathers when he did his thing, and people are investigating that because ISKCON is now all over the world. Somebody, a guy named Jason Fuller, has written a doctoral dissertation on Bhaktivinoda Thakur. He's not a devotee. But, you know, and he's found out, you know, all the controversies about, you know, where is Mayapur, where is, you know, Mayapur's Navadweep city, and, you know, which is the real one, and all that, that, that stuff. So we have, we just got to know it too. Anyway, there's tons of material. So that, that's why we need, uh, we need a research institution. And it's all going on. And by the way, uh, Prabhupada sent me into Calcutta in, in, in 1976. Five, excuse me. 1975, right. 1975, I, I was called into his room, Bhattama Krishna Maharaj, and he wanted me to go into Calcutta and talked to the University of Calcutta. He wanted in Mayapur something he called Iskhan Bhagavat College. He wanted me to do it. Well, this is where the, anyone can be temple president came up. He wanted me to take take care of it, you know. Uh, he wanted, what basically what he wanted was a graduate research institution. Affiliated with the University of Calcutta, people would come, our students would come who already have undergraduate degrees, uh, and we would do research on our tradition. Uh, um, Prabhupada, but I, I said, when, he, when I realized he wanted a graduate research institution, I said to him, we'll need a big library. And he said to me, only our books. And I was thinking, a shelf this long, what are we going to do? We know it's going to be embarrassing going to the University of Calcutta. 
And then I talked to her. Sadamani was with me. We went into Calcutta. We stayed in an apartment owned by Gopal Krishna Maharaj's aunt. And we had servants. A guy called Sadamani Memsab. <laughs> and uh, we, I, we went back and forth and met with the, 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 the right officials. Uh, at the the University uh, uh, of Calcutta, and they were into it. It could be done, but they said you need a big research library, and it's actually the same arrangement the Ramakrishna Mission had. And I saw it. I went there with Gopal Krishna Maharaj and saw their big research library. So I met again with Srila Prabhupada. This time, in, in, in he was in Vrindavan. I went to went to Vrindavan, and I told him what that they were interested. It could be done. Uh, but we needed a big research library, and I said, you said only our books. He says, oh, we can have a big library. He says, all the books from the four Sampradayas. <laughs> you know? And I thought, wow, there is no such collection. It, they're all scattered all over India. You know, all the books from the four Vaishnava Sampradayas. And then I suggested to Srila Prabhupada, that we could make such a library more cheaply, and I was thinking manuscripts and books that are out of print, how are you going to collect them? By my microfilm. And he said, that's a good idea. And this was eventually turned into the Matcha Project, and actually it was part of it was done for a year. We had funding from the Smithsonian to do, to do things like that. And then, you know, things happened. And, but anyway, that's... That was also an instruction I got from Srila Prabhupada. It was in that context when he said, anybody can be temple president. <laughs> he wanted me to do this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, you know, you can say that was a long time ago, right? I'm just getting into it, man, all this time and uh, nothing's... <laughs> so so that, that, those are the reasons I feel I should be doing this kind of work. Even as Prabhupada said in the fact, and he waited so many years before he did what his spiritual. But Prabhupada was so humble, you know. You can see these lectures where he said, you know, when I was a young man, I was told by my spiritual master to preach in the West, but I was so attached to householder life, I couldn't do anything until my old age. And now I finally coming here, and I'm still having such a hard time. But you American boys or girls are helping me, so now I can do something to satisfy my spiritual master, so I have to thank you more. This is how he feels. This is how he actually feels. His, his humility is there. So I hope you can help me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Hare Krishna.